Hello, guys, and welcome to Paint the Town Dead. This is one half of your host, Caitlin. And I am Andrew. Oh, my goodness. I'm the other half. You, you, you complete... Some would say the better half. Mm, Some sa- might not say that. Who says that? I want to know who says you're the better half. Well, I don't want to, you know, out people as talking <laughs> mess about you. Oh, okay. Okay. And how I'm the best. Is it your parents? No. They love you. For some reason. Oh, yeah. Who knows? I think they have to. It is, in fact, required. Yeah, generally. Some people break that rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're garbage. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, hey, what's been going on with you? Oh, you know. Not much. Oh, cool. (laughs) The weather's nice. Holy cow. I've had the windows open all day. Like. Last year, it was summer until about October 25th or so. (laughs) It was messed up. It is definitely, this is definitely a nice fall day today. I would say, I would say it's an almost fall day. It's it's getting there. I'm going on a little getaway to Eureka Springs soon. And I'm quite looking forward to it because that's in like up in Northwest Arkansas where it's a little mountainy, a little more mountainy. And I'm really excited about the leaves. I think they're going to be really pretty when we go, and I'm excited. Yeah, I'm looking at the weather, and it's, we're going to get... tell me. Do tell me. We're going to get into the 80s <gasps> again, oh, but yeah. like for only a day. Yay! After that, and that's like a high... It's a low 80s, so... That is acceptable. I will I take sh- it. I should have mowed today. I, well, it rained all last night. Uh, not where I live. Oh. Well, it rained all last night here, because I was going to mow today, too. I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Well, and I I haven't done the backyard in like two weeks now, so uh, I messed up because it, it did rain at one point. Here's here's how you fix that. Just raise the deck on your lawnmower. This is what I learned. I was mowing it too short, and that's why I had brown patches. It's better now. You're looking out the window. It's better now because I raised the deck, and it keeps it longer, but it won't doesn't grow as high anyways, and so there's less grass to trim, and it's just over all around a better decision, so... There's the secret. I'll, I'll look into raise, it. Raise your deck as high as it will go <laughs> if it's been two weeks. <laughs> you should yeah, be good. Yeah, that, that, well, and so it'll well, be, we'll it, see. It'll be tall, but at least it'll be even, right? We'll we'll see what happens. Okay, okay. But uh, yeah, uh, it's it's miserable. Yeah, well, but this weather isn't. No. Oh, oh boy, this weather isn't. Uh, what else has been going on? So what else has been happening? Um, oh, I don't know. There, there's all kinds of things going on. Yeah, I guess Who maybe knows? for other people. I don't know. I don't know. It's just school starting. I feel like a swing of things is kind of getting picked back up, and it's just kind of like you getting like a nothing crazy's been happening. You just kind of getting a uh, uh, a uh, routine. That's the word I'm looking for. I told you yesterday. I told you I was having trouble with words. Like seriously, trying to tell a story to John, and I was like, I can't. I can't think of the words I'm trying to say. I was trying to think of the word druid because we were talking about uh, That's Ireland. That's a pretty weird word to well, it, need to was, pull out <laughs> your butt there, though. There, there was context. We we're talking about Ireland and this place that I went to and how it felt very mystic. And we we're talking about religion. I was like, nah, it feels definitely pre-Christian. It feels like uh, very dark. And I was like, what are those people? They're not monks. They're they're, they're the guys. They're like, Ugh. he's like mystics. I was like, no, nah, that's not it. Shamans now. Could not think of the word. I was like, I want to say Dune. I keep thinking Dune. That's a weird... That doesn't make any sense. I know, but I think it was because of the D and the U. Sure. Druid, and that's just... I kept thinking. I was like, it's not that word. It's not even close to that word. But that's why I'm, what I keep thinking. It's all I can say. 
I think I'm. I think I think my brain's going downhill. Mine too. Yay! Everything deteriorates when you're thirty and older. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Your brain goes first, and then your body falls apart. I still remember that time when I turned thirty, and you were like stop having an existential crisis and then you turned 30 and you had an existential crisis i had good reason to have an existential crisis we all do no i have a better reason at all times i have a better reason so get off get off me no okay anyways anyways oh um just also wanted to bring up Uh there's a another voice has come in to say that it is pronounced Falk. Oh, that's pretty yeah. cool. They're like, I'm from South Arkansas, so oh, we, yeah. so I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, who, who, who told you to say that? Oh, it was. Never, um, never mind. Shut up. We have to keep going. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, we have to get to the story. Okay. Um. All right. So today we are going to be talking about a case that <laughs> when we made this list, I was like, we have to talk about it this week because I honestly, if if I know it's a big case, it was if it was a case that meant a lot. I mean, all these cases mean a lot to people, but. This was a vi- this one stands out really clear in my mind because it happened not that long ago, um, and I always kind of try to aim if an anniversary date is coming up. Uh, I want to talk about it on the anniversary date just because I know the family's thinking about it then, and uh, each case we can learn something. Um, Hopefully, so, yeah, yeah, we can learn something, and there's something to bring from it. Um, so while the families remember their loved ones, it's kind of nice for us to also remember them as well. Uh, so this week, I would like to talk about Beverly Carter. Uh, Beverly Carter, uh, actually this past Friday on September 25th, it marked the sixth anniversary of uh, her disappearance. Um, so, and we'll kind of get into it a little bit more. There's more to it than that. But um, anyways, let's just go ahead and get started. All right. Sounds great. Okay. So Beverly, Beverly Carter, she was a very, very well-liked real estate agent uh, with Cry Like Realtors in uh, Scott, Arkansas, which is outside of Little Rock. Uh, She lived there with her husband of 35 years, Carl. Uh, They had a solid marriage. They were very much in love. Uh, The only bad thing that can be said of Carl and Beverly's relationship is that um, Carl admitted to early transgressions in their 35-year marriage. He had an affair. He had a drunken altercation that led him to punching his wife. Uh, but, I mean, they've been together for 35 years. They worked through it, and they raised a family, and they had a solid relationship. You know, what marriage should be about is working through things, forgiving, and I'm really glad that they, they were able to stick through it and work through it together. Um, so Beverly and Carl, Beverly and Carl, they had a really good life together. They had two grown sons, five grandchildren, and they absolutely loved their grandkids. They spent lots of time with them. Beverly liked to teach them new things like how to ride bikes, tie their shoes, and enjoy the simple pleasures of life, like enjoying little Debbie snacks, which I thought was so adorable. Because yeah, like that's um, like what every grandma does, you know? Like I don't know, they spoil you rotten. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, reminds me of. A story real quick my okay. dad likes to tell about uh, my late grandmother on his side yeah um basically where uh my sister and i would go and visit and my dad said that um we only like going up there because she doesn't make us mind <laughs> and and she says i make them mind and then shows a picture of 
my sister sitting on like the top of a couch, <laughs> like very clearly not minding. You know what? That's what great parents are about. They're there to love you. They're there to give you what you want. Make sure you're relatively safe. You know, every kid's tumbled off the back of the couch. Katie's fine now. It's fine. I mean, it, the the couch was against the wall, so she oh, wasn't yeah. going. She wasn't going backwards. Perfect. She's yeah. totally fine. Yeah. See, that's what grandmas are about. They're there to love you, fill you with sugar, and send you off. So. I think that's kind of the relationship that that Beverly and Carl kind of had with their grandkids. It's just to love them up real good and give them treats. Um, and her son, Carl Jr., said of his mother that she had a smile that, quote, would fill up a room. And there's this one picture that I think of. And it if you look at that picture of her, like she just has the most glorious smile. It's so beautiful. She's a beautiful person. Um, you know. What? There's no way anybody uh, like in the north or in the west would ever be named Carl Jr. because of the restaurant. And oh, it would be yeah. weird. Whereas here, you know, we have Hardee's here. Yeah. But they're the same thing. So, yeah. But they have different names. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm sure it was like two two different restaurants merged or some nonsense. I probably. Don't know. Probably. I don't know. But Or maybe it's like a rights thing. Like Burger King is called something different in Australia. It is. It's wild. I forget what it is. I can't remember. It doesn't either. matter. Hungry Jacks, I think, maybe? Maybe. I, know, I don't know. I know that uh, Australians call McDonald's Maccas. Maccas? M A C C A. Huh. Maccas. And I think that's how you say it. Anyways, it's weird. Australians say things really weird. And in Japan, they get KFC for Christmas. That's so weird. <laughs> Yeah. People avoid KFC here yeah, on pretty all much. days, especially Christmas. It's basically because like a Japanese businessman tricked people in Japan into thinking that's an American thing that they do, that oh, we do here. That was <laughs> That's kind of how it happened. That was sneaky. You dirty dog. Um, okay. That's no. right. Eat the rich. What? No. Okay. <laughs> Down so, with capitalism. Sh- okay, shut, let's, your, yeah, shut your mouth. Sorry. Shut your mouth. Okay. So September 25th, we're in 2014, going back. So... This day began as any other. Uh, Beverly, she readied herself for her job uh, in some showings that day. It was it said it was an exceptionally beautiful fall day, very similar to today. And to make this day even a little better, Beverly won a $50 gift card from work for a small competition in the office. How fun is that? That's very fun. Yeah. I always like money. At around 5.15, Beverly's day began to wind down. And around 5.30, she called Carl to tell him that she had one last showing to do at 6 p.m., for a couple at the address was 14202 Old River Drive in Scott, Arkansas. Um, and she said that she would pick up dinner on the way home. So around 9 p.m., uh, Carl started to become very worried when he had not heard from or seen Beverly. He was not able to get into contact with her. Her phone kept going straight to voicemail every time we tried to call her. Uh, so he drove to the location. She said she was showing like the, the house and he went to go check on her there. But when Carl pulled up to the home, he noted that Beverly's brown Cadillac SUV was parked in the driveway and her purse was still inside the vehicle and the door to the home was ajar. Uh, Carl went inside the home to search for his wife, but found no sign of her uh, and nothing was missing from Beverly's purse as far as he could tell. The only thing he noticed that was missing was the lock from the house, which was very unusual. So he quickly notified police. Uh, he was very worried. So by Friday morning, September 26th, the the home, like the, the show home, 
and Beverly's car were roped off and being combed for any forensic evidence. There was people said there was police type everywhere. They, they didn't really know what was going on at this point, but just that Beverly was missing and they were investigating this area. So several real estate agents uh, from her office and from around the area uh, and others who knew Beverly, they began searching that area for any signs of Beverly. And also they handed out flyers with Beverly's name, photo and description on it. Uh, one co- co-worker of Beverly, Stacy Medlock, said of Beverly's disappearance, quote, she pulled up and now she's gone, which was just exactly what it was. It was just so unusual. Like her car and everything was still there. She just pulled up into the driveway of that house and then she was just gone. No sign or anything of her. So by Saturday, September 27th, the next day, more than 100 volunteers showed up to search and help in their ATVs by foot and just any way they possibly could. There was volunteers everywhere. They met at Stone Links Golf Course in North Little Rock, which wasn't far. They met there as a rally point and they were divided into teams to just kind of like divide and conquer and search the area. David Goldstein, a co-worker of Beverly's, stated that Saturday they that they intended to search everywhere and every way possible and that he was hopeful they would get information that day. He was just, he felt certain of it. And he also just felt certain that Beverly was alive. So Susan Vaught, another coworker, she worked with police to get access to Beverly's computer and uh, her phone and stuff to find who was showing, who she was showing the house to, like the communications, the emails and stuff. Oh, that's an interesting thing to bring up, uh, like trying to get into people's Mm -hmm. stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. I wonder if, should people have like a trusted person that they they're like here's how to get into my stuff i am so glad you brought that up andrew um so another podcast i listen to um that i'm sure a lot of people if they listen to it they probably listen to this one crime junkies uh it is they have a thing that they say on there is that you should have a folder and it should be labeled if i go missing or or anything like that because in it you need to have your bank account numbers all the important stuff that like you don't share with people that you need people would need to know like AT&T and stuff they can like different places can like it takes weeks to get information from some places and so like if you have the account information if you have the passwords if you have the codes you can get right into it please can get right into it in real time and get to you you know if need be but if nobody has that information it can take weeks so you should have a folder and label it <laughs> a sealed folder labeled if I should go missing keep it updated with all of your passcodes to your phone because like Apple they can't let you like if you call if it's a police thing they can't let you into that phone like even if police and stuff I mean I think it will probably take a court order which can take forever you know so everybody make a folder with all your passwords and stuff keep it in a very safe place though okay <laughs> don't leave it in your car but maybe not too safe because somebody has to find it well let somebody I guess tell yeah tell somebody. somebody who you trust and love tell them where it's at well i guess if you trust them and love them that much so just tell them your password but they're not gonna, they're not gonna remember they're that they're not no. gonna remember it they're not gonna I, remember it i have to like uh my passwords are saved on my browser oh now and, we know everybody go look at andrew's browser and sometimes i forget and I have to like use it. I do too. The password for something else. Yep. I have to go into like the options and find what the yep. password was for that thing. <laughs> yep. Me too. Yeah. I I'm very grateful for Apple technology because it helps me just not remember any passwords and just you know just 
use some bio bio screening stuff, biomedic biometric stuff, and yeah. But in the future, that just means somebody's gonna chop your eyeball, chop your hand off, or something. Haven't you ever seen thumbprint uh, Minority Report? Yeah, yeah. The eyeball, he like exactly. an eyeball graft or something. It'd be just like that. Would it? Maybe. Or have you seen Raised by Wolves yet? No. Okay, I won't talk about it. Okay. Let's back to the story. So on Sunday, September 28th, a warrant for kidnapping was issued for one Aaron Lewis of Jacksonville, Arkansas, 33 years old. Very young. So Aaron became a person of interest. Yeah. Yeah. He's very young. You're welcome. He became a person of interest after he was involved in a motor vehicle accident in Pulaski County where he was driving erratically and he was driving very fast and his car swerved off the road and into a ditch. He was taken to a nearby hospital for injuries, and while going for a CT scan, he just kind of walked off. Uh, But he was on parole at this point for two felony convictions of theft, which he had quite the record, by the way. And with his new charges of careless driving and failure to wear a seatbelt, he would have been in kind of hot water. You know, that violates his parole. So multiple people had called in tips stating they had seen Aaron at the house that Beverly was at. And they recognized his truck there. And some people said they saw him at a subway. So they're, they issued a, be- a bolo. Uh, they needed to find this guy. Aaron was just a dude. He was 5'11", 156 pounds, brown hair, brown eyes. Oh, but they forgot to mention his eyes looked absolutely insane. He has crazy eyes. Oh, way. interesting. By the way. So at this point, though, authorities had not released how they knew he was related to the crime or what crime. or I mean, it was just like, what is this guy being like? Nobody knew anything. They just knew this guy had a had a warrant out for his arrest for kidnapping. And it was just lots of questions, lots and lots of questions at this point. So anyway, so Aaron Lewis was found and arrested on Monday, September 29th. He was held in question for 12 hours by police. And during this 12 hour interrogation, Aaron admitted to police that he had kidnapped Beverly but he did not elaborate on her whereabouts. He basically said he didn't know. When asked why he targeted her for kidnapping, Aaron stated that it was because she was a, quote, rich broker and her family would pay a ransom. Uh, they were just looking, he was just looking for quick money, basically. That's why you always stay poor. That's right. Just That's what I do. Yeah. Don't, don't kidnap it's anybody. It's the same reason. I'm Andrew, like, d- don't, don't kidnap anybody, okay? I won't. Okay. That, if I did that and then I got the ransom, then I would no longer be poor and I would be kidnapped and ransomed. Do you think you could successfully ransom somebody? No. Okay. It seems impossible. Andrew, stop your plans. Don't do it. It wasn't my plan. Andrew, stop it. Don't do it. And if it was my plan, I wouldn't tell you. Especially on a podcast. But yeah. Or I would, because then nobody would suspect me because it would be so ridiculous. Oh my gosh. You're crazy. You're wild, man. Totally wild. That's what I'm known for. Yeah. Okay. That's why I'm Randy Andy. Okay. Let's, we're going to edit that out. (laughs) 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 All right. So there was, they found that there was no connection between Beverly and Aaron. They did not know each other. So how did he come to select her as a target? They were wondering. Aaron said he found an internet ad with Beverly and it appeared he was looking for a he was looking for a real estate agent. Found an internet ad with Beverly and it appeared she worked alone, so she was an easy target for kidnapping and ransom. But where was the ransom? Where was the demands? And where was Beverly? You know, all these questions are like, okay, well, you know, where what what did you ransom for? Did you ransom her? Like what what you, something's falling apart here. There's a lot of questions right here, and he's not being forward. He's not being truthful. So. 
these questions, however, would soon be answered. In the early morning hours of Tuesday, September 30th, police searched Argos Concrete Company, a company Aaron used to work for, there in the rural outskirts of Little Rock in the Cabot area, uh, Beverly's body was found in a shallow grave at the back of the property. Um, so at this point, um, when I was looking into this case, doing some investigation, it was very hard to find an article that had good chronological um, layouts, any articles. It was very sporadic. So my question was through all this, why why were police suspecting Aaron in the first place? Like, where did they get that from? So I found it. I did find one article detailing transcripts from part of a trial. And according to these transcripts, Aaron greeted Beverly saying, quote, you're about to have a very bad day when they met up because that was who she met up with at the house was Aaron at the house she was showing. Beverly met Aaron. And that's how he greeted her. You're about to have a very bad day, which is. Sounds like me walking into work. To the Sometimes. back as you're greeting the toilet in the morning. Yeah, you're about like, to have a very bad day. Yeah, like <laughs> just kidding. Totally. That's humor. yeah. It's like walk in, like especially when I worked at the Chick Fil A. Yeah. Walk in and it's like packed full of people and everybody's scrambling around. It's just like oh, you're no. about to have a very bad day. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, except this is way worse. I would agree. Yes. 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 I'm. I'm not going to dispute that. <laughs> so at this point is when Aaron kidnapped Beverly. And told her his plan to get money from her, the ransom. So Beverly was told to call Carl. And she had to leave a voicemail. He didn't pick up his phone. So in it, she stated, quote, Carl, it's Beverly. I just want to let you know I'm okay. I haven't been hurt. Just do what he says. And please do not call the police. If you call the police, it could be very bad. Just want you to know that I love you very much. Which is honestly a really heartbreaking knowing the outcome of this it's just absolutely heartbreaking um so cell phone records is what i eventually found is kind of what led police to aaron and eventually led them beverly as well so they found records between beverly and aaron communicating that he wanted to see that house so that's how they became connected and that's how they found you know what I'm trying to say? Does that make sense? How they how they figured out it was yes. probably him. Yes, there you go. And then found all the other evidence. Correct. So with these cell phone records, they also found communications between uh, Aaron and his estranged wife, Crystal. And they were both in it together. He, she was showing this to a couple, this house to a couple. So both of them were there. So they were both in on it. So investigators, they found, they developed, Crystal Lowry and Aaron Lewis as suspects after finding records showing communication between Beverly's phone and Crystal's phone. So Aaron was followed and, and he had in his possession Beverly's phone. After they kind of, he got in the wreck and stuff, they found Beverly's phone. And so that's how it all kind of came connected. So it was kind of very sporadic trying to find this information. So that's why it's kind of like sporadic for me. So... While Aaron was being held, they hadn't held his wife at this point. They didn't have anything to hold his wife at this point um, because it was all kind of Aaron at this point. He had her phone and all that. So while he was being held in question, police knew that Aaron knew where Beverly was and what had happened to her. And when asked if Aaron could promise them that Beverly was alive, he was evasive with a direct answer. So initially, 
Yeah, so he couldn't give a direct answer. So initially, Aaron stated that there was a master behind behind the plot named Trevor who headed everything and was had the whole plan out. But here's a spoiler alert. There's nobody named Trevor, and it was all a lie. In the world? What? That's not a real name. There are no Trevors. In the, is, your, is your name Trevor? You're a liar. Yeah, that's a nickname at best. Yeah, you dirty liar. You, Don't trust a Trevor. You can't put that on a birth certificate. It's illegal. I'm trying to think if I know any Trevors and if I'm insulting them. I don't think I know any Trevors. Do mm. I? Do I know a Trevor? There's a there's a football player, Trevor Lawrence, I do, I allegedly. Know. I don't know him. He's, it's a lie. He has he has long hair. And it's, I don't know. He <laughs> plays for Clemson. Trevor? Yeah. Trevor for Clemson? You're yeah. a liar. Yeah, okay. that's right. Your real name's like Tom. Yeah. Trev. Okay. So when Aaron was taken to court to enter his plea of capital murder, which he was being charged with and kidnapping, he entered an innocent plea. And I, in my notes, I put yuck because you're stupid. Um, but a month later, Aaron's wife, Crystal Lowry, was also arrested and also charged with kidnapping and capital murder. Communications on the cell phones between Aaron and Crystal made it very clear to authorities that she was very much a part of the planning and the kidnapping, which is really unfortunate. Um, it's said that their relationship was very rocky. Um, she was a bit older than he was. Uh, she was trying to kind of get her life back together. She was in nursing school and he was just a really bad influence. Like he just, he started his felonies at, I think it said age 14. So, I mean, he, she just, he just led a rough life. And anyway, not saying she's innocent. I mean, clearly she she knew what she was doing. She was very new. Anyway, it's just unfortunate influence people have. Okay. Okay. And also nurses aren't to be trusted anyway. Get out. You're no longer welcome here. So the trial. Leading up to the trial, Aaron, for some unknown reason, still maintained his innocence, even though there was a really strong case against him. Crystal, however, was very smart. She accepted a plea deal of first-degree murder, not capital murder, and 30 years in prison uh, with possibility of parole with the promise of giving testimony against Aaron. So but before she could be charged uh, or plead to capital murder, she accepted this plea deal, which was probably pretty smart on her part. Before the trial began, <laughs> this is even before it began, Aaron asked to fire his attorney and represent himself and in, in my notes, I put, that's always a good move. Um, stating he had represented himself successfully before with a lawsuit against, it was either Benton or Benton County, which are two different things. And I'm just like, okay, that's a lawsuit. This is a criminal trial for capital murder, which strongly suggests you not represent yourself. And also trials are not like they are on TV. What do you mean? Generally, like the way you conduct yourself in a trial and stuff like that. It, the way it's represented in movies and TV is very different. Oh, yeah. It is. Vi- trials are very, even if they're not big trials, it's, you can wait a year to go to trial for something minor. Yeah. And well, that, and also it's just, it's a lot more low key. Oh, yeah. And also, I don't know. I was watching a YouTube video. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's Legal Eagle. And uh-huh. he basically sometimes will watch like movies and stuff where there's trials and he'll be like, this is wrong because of this, this and that. <laughs> like there's one where guys like, uh he what's the thing he objects oh yeah and uh the judge is like on what ground he says for silliness or something like that and the guy's just like 
that's not a real objection. <laughs> He's like, shut up. It's like when medical people watch like Grey's Anatomy and stuff. You're like, what is that? What are you doing? Yeah. Or like when humans watch NCIS and you see that episode where <laughs> two humans, people, humans, watch any it? human watching would get this oh. and be like, that's dumb. Where uh, two of the characters use a keyboard at the same time to fight off a hacker. We're like, wait, <laughs> Just, what? Wait, the, what? The, the NCIS place is being hacked and two characters use the same keyboard <laughs> So they can go faster and be better or whatever. It's really dumb. You're like, I'm sorry that it's incorrect. Yeah. It's like, it is, no. I'm not a hacker. I'm barely a human. And I know that that's not right. Exactly. Okay. It's insane. So I couldn't really tell if his request to represent himself was, it was either granted or revoked. Or it was either granted and then revoked or just straight revoked. Because by the time the trial started, he had a new attorney. So I... If it was capital murder, I guess, you know, you have a right to refuse if you're found competent, which he was. It said he was found competent. I guess you have a right to refuse to, to be your own representative, to refuse representation except for I, yourself. I would think you would have to show some knowledge. I guess no. he has. Wouldn't you? No, I don't think so. I mean, because. I think there have been times where judges are like, nah, man. Well, you, you you can't. But I mean, this is a capital murder case. I mean, any judge, unless they just like, I don't know, because like, I, th- I think of it like this, like patients in the hospital, they have a right to refuse medication. They have a right to, you know, refuse treatment, different treatments and everything, refuse blood products. You know, it's, it's their life. They have a right to refuse different things and it is their right. They have that right. Nobody can force this on them. So I just, you know, I'm wondering if that applies similar to law, like you have the right to you know, legal representation or not. It's your decision, but I don't know. Ask, hey, hey, Andrew. Yeah. You know somebody that knows the answer to this. I do. Can you can you ask that person? Uh, I either will ask them or they will volunteer the information without me even asking. That would be... That happens all the time. That They'll would just be, be like, hey, by hey, the way... I listen to that You're thing. wondering. And let me tell you. Um, okay, well, I want to know the answer. Don't Google it. Okay. Quit, quit googling it. <laughs> I can hear you googling it right now. Don't. Jokes on you. I was binging it. Oh. Okay. Um. So. Finally, the story or some semblance of it came out at trial. So Aaron's defense stated that Beverly's murder was an accident from a love tryst gone wrong, and I was like, okay, and this is clearly unbelievable. Yeah, especially I, I, with I was the voicemail doing, and everything. I was doing uh, the blinking white guy. You were, gif. yeah, you totally were. That was, excuse me, that's Drew Scanlon. Thank you, Drew Scanlon. Yeah, for a very good gift. Um, so here's the true story. This is what came out. Uh, okay, so Crystal and Aaron together had planned to lure Beverly to a secluded and empty home. Uh, they chose Beverly because she worked alone and she. That was my fridge. I'm sorry. She did well at her business. Uh, She was very successful. They wanted to hold her for ransom to make a quick buck. So they did succeed in kidnapping her, luring her out, kidnapping her. But for some reason, the plan began to fall apart, probably because Beverly couldn't get a hold of anybody or the person that would grant the money, which is her husband. Uh, So they they duct taped Beverly's head, all of it, her face and everything. And so she struggled for air for about a minute, they said, until she lost consciousness. Um, and she soon succumbed to the death mask. And her, when they did autopsy, the cause of death was asphyxiation, not strangulation, asphyxiation. So are they just stupid? Did yes. they mean to? I mean, clearly. They didn't, 
they didn't mean to kill her, right? Um, probably when things started going wrong, like they couldn't, things started to fall apart. They couldn't get the ransom, couldn't get a hold of anybody. I, I think it was kind of decided that they had to get rid of her. Okay. Don't know that, but I think so. Cause I'm going to say that seems like, I don't know, some dullard being like, look at this lizard I found putting it in a box yeah. with no holes in it I or mean, something. Clearly, if you tape somebody's face and their breathing mechanisms, clearly they cannot breathe, you know, like, duh. So... And I'm sure that was part of it. Like, you you are a functioning adult. You know that. And especially Crystal, who was in nursing school. Oh, that's a good point, actually. Like, you have no excuse not to know that. Like, of course, you're an adult. You know that. But if they're like, I didn't know. You're in nursing school. You know basic anatomy. Like, or you were trying to get in nursing school. I don't know if it was, she actually was. But anyway. Um... So she she succumbed, unfortunately. So when Beverly was found, she had all of her clothing on. Everything was in place except for a blouse. But they they think they might have removed it because it had something on it. But there was no evidence of any sexual violence or anything against her. So when the state questioned Crystal as to why she did not, like she was kind of saying she was a victim in it all too. So when she, when the state questioned Crystal as to why she did not seek out help uh, when things started to go awry, she said it was uh, for fear of being caught. And Crystal said, you know, quote, she wanted her, as in Beverly, gone, like unable to be found because she, there was some kind of medication connection, maybe some medicines they had given her, some maybe like uh, anxiety type medicines or something that could be linked back to Crystal. And so she, she wanted Beverly not to be discovered. So that's why they buried her. Um, so Aaron took the stand saying, this is, uh, okay, this, this is his story which makes me just laugh out loud. Aaron took the stand saying he was forced to admit to a crime he did not do, the kidnapping, not the capital murder, the kidnapping, to protect his wife. His story was very wild. He said he simply picked up Beverly from the show home. It was all Crystal's idea, but he just picked up Beverly from the show home, drove her to he and Crystal's house where Beverly and Crystal had a sexual encounter that went bad um, and led to Beverly's death. Which is ridiculous. So he detailed how he disposed of Beverly's body after the accidental encounter um, to help protect his wife. He did that for his wife. He said he used some kind of software to mimic Beverly's voice and leave that voicemail on Carl's phone after Beverly was already gone. And that part was probably the wackiest to me. That's going to be a press X for doubt meme (laughs) for me. This is a meme day for me, I guess. Yeah, it was... was when I heard that, I was like, and when they asked, well, what software did you use? He said he couldn't remember. Uh, like, and then it was really sad because after, when they took a break after that, Carl Jr., um, you know, press was out there. When Carl Jr. asked him, they're like, he said, I, I know my mom's voice. That's, you know, it's it's insulting for him to say it with some software. I know that was my mom's voice. And that's the last thing she said to her family, which is absolutely awful. I mean, I can't imagine being her family hearing that. So, um, after a very, very short, short while, less than an hour after, uh, the jury, uh, went to deliberation less than an hour later, they came back with a unanimous verdict. Uh, and the jury obviously found Aaron Lewis guilty of capital murder, which is good. So I think that carries no possibility of parole. I don't know. Ask your, ask your lawyer. That your sounds lawyer right. Your judge connection. It sounds right. I don't know. I think it sounds right, I think that's life without parole or death penalty, basically. He did not get death penalty. It was, uh, as far as I know. Um, 
So after the verdict, Carl Jr. said of his mother, quote, we had so many good years left with her. This world is a darker place without her. And she was only 49. She was very young. So that was just, I mean, she had a lot of good years left. It was, it was just really sad. So Carl Jr. carries on his mother's legacy through the Beverly Carter Foundation, whose mission is helping agents and brokerages with information on safety and training programs. So basically, they want to increase like um, GPS for they, they just a bunch of different safety measures to go into place so that somebody, you know, doesn't happen what happened to Beverly. And actually, this case made me think about another case that I heard of, uh, saw it on uh, Forensic Files. And it's a similar thing. Some a lady went to show a house. It was in a, no, she was in a show home, like in a neighborhood. There was a show home and she was a real estate person stationed in that show home. And somebody came into the show home and murdered her. She was alone and traffic was kind of in and out, you know, like she could go all day without seeing anybody. So it was a very secluded type situation. People did see that person. That person did, you know, get arrested and come to justice, but it made me think of that. So that, it's a very uh, high risk job that um, you wouldn't think being high risk, but you do put yourself in some situations with people you don't know with strangers. Um, so he, the, the Beverly Carter Foundation is bringing attention to that and trying to find new ways to keep uh, real estate agents safe, which is a wonderful thing. So that is um, the sad case of Beverly Carter. So we what is today the 28th. So in two days will be the six year anniversary of her of her death so of her discovery so um they think she probably died on the 25th but um 30th was her discovery so anyway all right that's that what do you want to talk about (laughs) um okay so a couple things nothing nothing really big i don't even think i have anything for what you're looking at this week i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty boring right now um my parents they got a dog. Let me rephrase that. A dog found. A dog got them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> let me explain. So they, uh, my dad was just, he's a stoic kind of guy. They were out, he was outside working by a shop. And he was, he called my mom out and he was like, hey, I need you to come here. I need you to look at this. And it's just a sweet little puppy, little, little sweet doggy curled up by the shop and just a sweet little girl. And dad was like, Okay, you, you can feed her and give her water, which is game over at that. If he said that, it's 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 happening. It's it's already a done deal. He's like, just take her to the vet, make sure she's okay and everything checks out. We won't make any decisions until then. Even if she had like massive heartworm, she still would have been like, well, we have to take care of her. So, and my little niece, my little niece named her Lily. That's so cute. Isn't that cute? Isn't That's that adorable. <laughs> she called me today. She was like, my niece did. She's six years old. She said... Have you heard the story of Apple Johnny Seed? <laughs> I was like, why does that? Yes, but something doesn't sound right about that name. I can't pinpoint it. Oh, it's Johnny Apple Seed. But that was so cute. Have you heard of Apple Johnny Seed? <laughs> so I guess they're learning about that in school right now. The the thing and I learned today is me. that that's a real guy. I was about to say that. I was like, Apple Seed's not his name though. It's Johnny. It's like Chapman. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. See, it started with a C. So, um, that's about it for me. Um, they should have renamed apples to chapels. Oh my gosh, you're so well, right. There's a thing there's called a cha- chapel. No way, you're wrong. It'd be spelled different. How would it be spelled? Like apple, but with C-H. With C-H. Whereas chapel, as we think of it, is spelled P-E-L. E-L at the end there, and only yeah. one P, yeah. Yeah, P-E-L. Um, 
I went to the Memphis Zoo this weekend. Why? Um, my nephew. I took my nephew. Uh, John and I took my nephew. It was that was on that was John's first time at the Memphis Zoo. It was pretty. It was. That's the worst date I've ever seen it in. It was pretty bad. Like in disrepair, or like nobody's there. Well, it was kind of nice. There weren't a lot of people there, but it was Friday morning as well. You know, it was during a work day. The weather was. It was a little bit. It was pretty overcast, but it felt nice. So I don't care if it's cloudy. Um, it wasn't hot, which was nice. Um, so there was. I didn't mind there not being a lot of people. A lot of the exhibits, the animals were not there. I'd say about twenty percent of the exhibits, the animals weren't there. And the what's it? Herpetarium, which is where snakes and lizards and stuff are. Um, the aquarium. Um, there's something else. They were not in good shape. They looked very raggedy, which is the worst I've ever seen it. Normally, it's in much better condition than that. So, uh, John was like, I was a little disappointed because he loves zoos and he's never been there. And it's a whole big thing in his family. His dad's like, no, I took you there. And John's like, I've never been there. So, I got to take him. But, it, it, anyways, it's just, I don't know. I like the Memphis Zoo. I've been there a lot. It's been a minute, and uh, it's definitely the worst state I've ever seen it in. It's a little sad. That is sad. But I guess I understand because, like, you know, COVID. But and I was like, why don't they make it? Why don't they fix it and you know make it better? And John was like, with what money? <laughs> they just got you know they're that that's true. Money. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. Do you ever tell me eat too much all the time? Do you ever eat too much in a way that's wild? As in, or crazy person town. Like a eating contest? Not necessarily. Or like the, the product as well. Like kind a, of like, like when, I've done this a couple of times. Like eating a human? No. Okay. <laughs> like eating like a death pepper? No. Okay. I was thinking more like how every time when I'm at the grocery store Where you and I walk everything? by the freezer some of the freezing stuff freezer uh-huh. stuff yeah i'll just see something and i'll think i should just get that oh all the time and it's but this is a specific thing oh it's those the the, the ring of cocktail shrimp oh i love those things i have at least twice bought one of those and eaten it by myself i did too and it's i just feel awful afterwards <laughs> like what am i doing where did my life go wrong i did eat them all actually i think it was maybe on one of our first days first time taking out i made dinner with john for john and i and uh he uh he i didn't know he didn't like shrimp and i'm one of those things and he's like i don't i don't like shrimp and i was like well i guess i'm eating 100 of this and i did there's also like times where um i a thing i used to do when i worked at uh, up in jonesboro i'd get off work and get in my car uh-huh. i would call upper crust pizza Ooh, I love upper crust. because i live right by it and the adult one. Oh, and with uh, beverages, adult beverages of the adult variety. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I'd usually like call them while I'm driving home. Be like, I want a large pizza and breadsticks or whatever. Yum. And get home, take a shower, drive over there, and it'd usually be ready like right when I got there. Nice. And usually the best thing is because you order a large pizza uh-huh. and breadsticks, and yep. it's like this is a two to three meal event. Of course. But there were a couple times where it was a one meal event. No, you did not. <laughs> I felt oh my awful. God. Yeah. I can imagine that the consequences of that a few hours later would not be pleasant either. I just died. I wanted to die. Well, I'm just talking about the, um, yeah, you know. No, I get it. The extraction event. The other one, there's, I only did this once. Oh, no. I ordered like 32 wings. What? 
No. Bone-in wings. Were they spicy? No. Okay. It was like, it was probably, lemon pepper was definitely one. Was garlic parmesan. No. Ah. No. It would have been, it was probably honey barbecue at that time. That's good. I was probably into that. Was it wings to go? Uh, Wings, yeah. Yeah, Wings Wings to go. go. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and I ate all of those over the course of about three or so hours. Okay. While watching uh, WrestleMania 30. Get out. <laughs> it was, uh, man, just like, what am I doing? What? Hey, speaking of wrestling. <laughs> this is your segue. That's right. We have a new this segment, a, you guys. This is a, this is the beginning, sort of, of what you're looking at, in a way. Yeah. This because I was looking at a lot of wrestling okay. over this past week and okay. weekend. Okay. Some of it great. Was it? Some of it good. Okay. Some of it real crap. Okay. It's about wrestling is probably 90% real crap. It kind of is. Oh, okay. Cool. But Except for that clip you showed me where I was like, is that The Undertaker? And you're like, you better believe it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I showed you the clip from the Boneyard match where the meme, the is- meme comes from. <laughs> the, meme, the meme show continues. It does. Where it's AJ Styles. And the Undertaker's standing right behind him while AJ Styles is all happy looking like, yeah, because he's like, I did it. I win. looking at him like, I'm going to kill you. But it's so much better if you have the video because you get to see the part where he's about to bury the Undertaker in a shallow, actually not a shallow grave, it's a deep grave. Yeah. And he's like, ha ha. And then the Undertaker (laughs) shows up behind him. And also there's like a big lighting rig occurs. Yeah, it's it's huge. (laughs) So good. It's ridiculous. It's one uh, That was uh, probably the best match of this year's wrestlemania okay because this year's wrestlemania was weird because okay. no fans or anything because covid yeah okay so okay we're gonna ha- have uh what are we titling this segment did we ever decide i was just gonna call it the wrestling minute wrestling minute i said I, one I, minute I, in the ring i think is what i said we can do that okay but uh basically one um, i get one minute get one minute and i get to just yell a bunch of wrestling stuff rapid fire i don't know if i can get it all in but i'm gonna try okay tell me when you're ready to start and i will time it if uh in fact i'm gonna say this one might go over a minute. Nope, you have one Just minute. as a test. Okay, okay. All right, I, I'll, you t- know what? I'll tell you when Here's to go. Here's the thing. This week, uh-huh. if I don't get it in, it's just going to be a part of what you're looking at. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't like it. But I'm going to try my best. Honestly, try my best. Okay, ready? Um, Hold on, hold okay, on, okay. hold on. I got to... <sighs> let, let me do some stretches. Loose, loosen up, loosen up. <laughs> you got to do... Just, you you got to do vocal warm-up. I'm you got to do... Me, me, mom. stretches my voice. Okay. All right. All right. You ready? I'm going to have to cut out that part where no, there no. was horrible static, no, no. probably. No, no. Keep yelling. Okay. Here we go. No, not that part. The okay. part where I laid the microphone on my laptop and it made horrible static. I'm not going yet. Ready? I'm, I'm, yes. Okay. I'm going to count you down. Ready? All right. Three, two, one. Go. All right. The G1 is awesome. Ichi Suzuki is the best match. No, it isn't. Um, I want to be Minoru <laughs> Suzuki when I grow up. Yujiro is a blight on the A block. Evil's matches suck. Jay White is great heel. He was trying to get fans to chant when you're not supposed to be chanting. I moved a t- chair. That's what happened there. <laughs> Tanahashi Naito is great. Yano is the best. Uh, he beat a guy by uh, taping him to another guy, oh and he got gosh. counted out because he couldn't make the three-legged race in time before he got counted out. Wow. And then he also got blindfolded with tape and kicked the guy in the nuts and pinned him, even though he was blindfolded. Ishii Ibushi was the best match of the G1 so far. Best match. Ishii Takagi is coming up. I'm very excited. Uh, tai Chi beat Suzuki. Uh, Suzuki, he's going to murder Yujiro, I hope. Clash Champions had two good matches. A guy got his ear 
handcuffed to a ladder and also Roman Reigns and Jey Uso was amazing absolute master class how much time do I have left do you have 10 seconds go oh my gosh uh, the ambulance match was fine uh, is Tai Chi Goon gonna be a thing who's to say um, that part where Jeff Hardy almost died time alright how'd you do Whew. wow that was I intense I, I think I got everything in that was pretty intense man oh yeah did you get out oh yeah you feel better no. <laughs> You're a little winded. I feel worse. <laughs> Do you have any questions about anything I just said? Um, that, that's the other part where it's... Uh, questions. Okay. Where if you want something expanded upon, we will do it. I didn't. I couldn't even process that. Okay. Um, who? I, what, what were you talking about? You said, will he summon something? Who knows? What was that about? Oh, um, that's uh, Tai Chi beat Minoru Suzuki. Are Minoru Suzuki okay. and Tai Chi. Wait, pause right there. Okay. Did you watch Japanese wrestling this week? Yes. Okay. Continue. Yeah. That was the entire first part was Japanese wrestling. That was G1. Okay. Um, tai Chi is a part of a group called Suzuki Goon, which stands for Suzuki Army in English. Okay. Or, well, Japanese. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Suzuki is the leader of it. Tai Chi is also a part of it. And they had to face off in this tournament. Tai Chi beat Minoru Suzuki. Okay. And Minoru Suzuki is like 52 years old. Wow. So is he on his way out? And is Tai Chi going to take over? And is it going to become Tai Chi Goon? Oh, who knows? Exactly. Stick around. Just I'm listen, gonna listen next week in <laughs> in one minute in the ring or also wrestling um, for one minute because you probably forgot. Yes, but I'm gonna expand expand on it just a little bit Kay. because it's something where I, where it happened and I wrote it down and I was okay. like, Caitlin wants to know about this. Oh boy, which is the part where a guy got his ear handcuffed yeah. to a ladder. Tell me about that. Jeff Hardy has big old gauges in his ears, oh. and it was a ladder match, and Sami Zayn pulled out handcuffs handcuffed put one of the handcuffs through his ear where it's gauged and he handcuffed it to a a ladder why how did he get out did he hurt himself he didn't he didn't get out that was like pull his gate like his earlobe or anything no no nothing crazy like that okay he he did get back in the ring at one point but he's just carrying a ladder around because he can't let it go oh my god it was hilarious and amazing was it yes it was incredible strong words and there's a part where Sami Zayn he has other handcuffs because it's a triple threat and he and he puts one handcuff on AJ Styles he's about to handcuff him to the like ring ropes but AJ Styles recovers and starts beating up Sami Zayn and AJ Styles goes to do a move and when he does the move Sami Zayn's handcuffed them together yeah and they're just like so Sami Zayn's like ha and there's like this great shot of him smiling look like he's just He's just so happy with himself having done this dastardly deed. Dastardly deed. He, he's so great. He well, looks almost like a homeless man right now, though. Oh, well, don't do that. But he's great. Also, there was a point in there where you scooted back your chair and it sounded like a flatulence. And then it you did. clarified that was a chair moving. So just want to clarify so I, the flatulence only, sound. I got in all my stuff and then some. Look at you. Look. Pound it. We did a fist bump just now. And also... Yeah, Yano is great. That was the thing I said. I said all that. Well. That was the part where he taped a guy to another guy. Yeah, that was pretty intense. And another part where he got blindfolded and won the match still because he just hit the guy in the nuts when the ref wasn't looking. Oh, wrestling. It is truly the truest form of art. Well, your first minute in the ring, that was very... um that was eventful it was event that was very that was a there was a lot to, to good, go through there good job good job and i yeah i felt i feel very good about it good job i want to ask you about something because you brought it up um off air well, last week i think it was uh ronald gene simmons and ricky ray rector 
um, their oh, cases yeah, yeah, have yeah, a yeah. common connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing. Yeah. Um, basically, if you've listened to our first episode, don't. It's probably bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or do. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Ronald Gene Simmons said that when when he got captured, he was yeah. like, they were like, why didn't you just shoot yourself in the head? Yes. And he was like, because I might do it wrong. Right. And his case occurred after Ricky Ray Rector, who mm. you may remember uh-huh. as a guy who shot himself in the head, lived, but not a great life afterwards. It went wrong. Yeah. So he was just like, he was worried he might do the same thing, I guess. Yes. I don't know if he necessarily knew that story. Right. But I, yeah, would, I it, bet he did. But Rector did happen before. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's an interesting connection. That's an interesting little little tie there. Yeah. Um. I, I guess you want to just, uh, do you have anything else or you want to talk about what you're looking at? Um, Even though you said you don't have anything. I really don't have anything except for I'm really looking forward to um, Ratchet. I want to watch that. I haven't watched it yet. What is that? It like Nurse Ratchet. She's from like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Um, she's like the, the bad nurse. She's like an evil nurse. There's a whole show about it starring Sarah Paulson. It's like a spinoff sort of thing. Of Which it. one's Sarah Paulson? She's an American Horror Story. That doesn't help me. Uh, is she anything else? Yeah, she's a great actress. I refuse actress. to Google it. She was in that one show with... <laughs> dang it, you had to ask me. She's in so much stuff. Her name is very familiar. So you, you're going to... Rec- here, I'll show you a picture. She, okay. You're going to recognize her when you see her. Um, Everybody in your mind, also Google Sarah Paulson right now so you can see her picture. Okay, look at her, Andrew. All right. You recognize her? I don't know if I do. How do you not recognize her? I don't know. Here, I'm going to... Here, look, there's the first Google image. Yeah. And the second. And... Hopefully, everybody at home is brought up their Google. That's her... That's her... Um, I don't know if that's her fiancé or girlfriend. Um, but that oh, is... Oh, she is lesbian? Yes. As Iron Sheik would say, he said lesbian. Like Alan Degenerate. Like who? Alan Degenerate. Are we back on wrestling? Get off of it. You had oh, your minute. Sorry. <laughs> Get out, get out of there. Okay, let's see what movie she's famous for. American Horror Story, Ocean's 8, American Crime Story. That's what I was thinking of. Ratchet. She was in Bird Box? Oh, she was in Glass, though. Yeah, she was in Glass. Um, Miss America, which I haven't seen. I feel like I maybe just straight up don't know who this person is. I can't believe that. I won't accept I, that. I've, I've, pu- I've gone against my word. I've brought up IMDb as well. Have you? Yes, because I'm I'm trying to see if there's anything I recognize where I'm like, oh yeah, I saw that. Well, anyways, she is a phenomenal actress. Uh, and anyway, she's playing Ryan Murphy, who is the director of American Horror Story. He's also the director of Ratchet, and and she is stars in it. Um, so I really want to see that. Also, really excited. October, beginning of October. I can't remember what date. Ninth, eleventh, something like that. The Haunting of Bly Manor. Oh, is that the sequel to The Haunting of Hill House? Yes. And I made you watch that. Yes. Tell me what you thought about it. I thought it was good. Did, did you think it was as good as I did? Because I bawled my eyes out at the end of it. No, not all that three, intense. All three times I've watched it through, I've, I've, I've just cried at the end of it. Legit, if I have seen the Sarah Paulson person, uh-huh. it would have been an episode of Law and Order or Law and Order SVU. Because <laughs> she was in like an episode of each of those. You That's- haven't watched... I haven't. I don't think I've seen any of this stuff. I didn't see Ocean's Eight. I didn't see Bird Box. Is Bird Box the the blindfold one? Yes, she's in it very briefly. She's not in it very long. I didn't see Glass. Nobody seemed to like that movie. Um, yeah. I don't know. I've never watched American Horror Story or You've Crime never, Story. Never seen one American Horror Story. Like not. A, if I saw, I've seen like bits and pieces. I guess. Wow. 
I know that one guy is in it. Evan something? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's Quicksilver in Peters, some of those Peters, X-Men movies. Evan Peters? Peter Evans? That sounds right. I think it's Evan Peters. Something like that. Something like that. Um. Anyways, Haunting of Bly Manor comes out really soon. I'm really excited. And I was talking to somebody at work about it. If it doesn't live up to the first one. And it won't. I know. Because like the whole thing with the first one is... Yeah, it's a scary show, I guess. But like, I'm not... Kind of. Yeah, I'm not into scary stuff. I'm not into horror stuff. And I really love that show. Like, it, it's it's not about scary. It's about family and the family connection and the relationships within your family and how it affects your life, your entire life and your whole outlook and how you can heal the bonds that have been, you know, broken and stuff. And it's such a good show. Yeah, it's not... I wouldn't say it's very scary. I mean, maybe that's just because I generally don't find things scary. Okay, yeah. Um, but it because there's not really a lot of jump scares or anything. There's a couple, maybe a couple, yeah. And it's more of a like a character study. Yes, it's about Absolute, yes. It's like the characters. Like each episode is basically focused on one of the members of this family that yes, where the mom and dad had too many kids and <laughs> they had so many kids. Yeah, it happens. What was hey, it like it, five or so? In their defense, one of them were it was twins. So oh yeah. You know, so that that was that was a twofer, wasn't that? That was the last set of them, though. Uh, yeah. So they were already having too many. Uh. Um, <laughs> Mandalorian comes out in the October. It does. I still need to watch Clone Wars because it has to do with it. Because Ahsoka is in yes Mandalorian yes. now. Um, let's see. I oh, I've been playing a game called Hades. Came out on the Switch out of nowhere. Okay, it's very good. It's made by Super Giant Games. They've made some of my favorite games such as Bastion. What's which that? It is a, it's an action game with a really, really good story, really good art, really good music. Like, I bought the soundtrack with actual money back in the day. Wow. And uh, they made Transistor. I've never played it. And they also made Pyre, which is really good. And then Hades, basically, you are the son of Hades, and you're trying to get out of hell. I think you talked about this. Maybe it was just to me. I don't think so, but hmm, okay. Anyway, it's it's very good. Uh, has really good story and art and music, as Supergiant does. How how much does it cost? Uh, it was twenty when it first came out. I think it's like twenty five now. Why would it go up? Because they're like, hey, it's on sale when it first comes out. Uh, Jump on in. So you have to download it. It doesn't doesn't have a physical game. No, it's no, it's a download only. Would I need to get more memory for my Switch if I downloaded it? I don't... How much memory comes with it to start with? I have no idea. Okay. Well, I don't know. I want to say it might be like 32 gigs of memory that comes with the Switch to start mm-hmm, with. Mm-hmm. May, might not even be that much. But anyway, hmm. it's not that big of a game. It's a okay. small indie game. Mm. But yeah, it's like you you get help from the Greek gods. Like they'll send you cool. power-ups. And it's a roguelite, which is... What's that? It means... Every time you die, you go back to the beginning. No. But it randomizes stuff and changes stuff, and you get a little stronger each time. Oh, okay. Okay. And yeah, so I, I've played a couple of those. Like I played Rogue Legacy was a really good one. Dead Cells was really good. And Hades, also very good. Man, you have me interested. I'm going to check it out. And it's, yeah, maybe I'll show you sometime. Okay. It's, uh, but yeah, there's like Greek gods and there's Greek I stuff. I love that. And there's like... Like you, can, you get to meet Orpheus and Ooh. and it's like that's Orpheus in the underworld. Yeah, 
I was trying. I was like, Orpheus in the Underworld. What is that? Why have I heard of it? What, 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 but yeah, what, what? You know, there's like a part where or- Orpheus is complaining about like how he doesn't have his muse, and I was like, Oh, I know who that is already. Who? Because I know words. Eurydice. Dice. I don't know how you say it. Yeah. Um. Cool. Also, lots of football. Of course. I just want to make fun of Arkansas State real quick. Yeah. Our school. Yeah. Because they put out a tweet. Oh, boy. Uh, it was before this weekend. Yeah, it was before the weekend, before the games were all going to start. Arkansas State did not play this week because of COVID. Okay. They did not play the week before because of COVID. Okay. The head coach was sick for 10 days with COVID recently. Oh, is he okay? He's okay now. Who is it? Blake Anderson. He was sick? Yeah, that's what they said. I had no idea. And... uh yeah, so there was a tweet. Arkansas State beat Kansas State. Right. Like three weeks ago now. Yeah. And they put out a tweet sometime last week, like in the week, during the weekday. And it was like, there were 1.42 million viewers who watched the game against Kansas State. Uh-huh. And it was like, that's the most viewers in, for a game involving a G5 school. Is ASU G5? Yes. Okay. Anybody in the, it means group of five. It's basically the, uh, the lesser conferences of the FBS. Oh, okay. It's so like the Sun Belt Conference USA. Right. And there's a, it says on the tweet, it says, good chance to be seen, like for recruits, like, hey, you got a good chance of being seen, even though this is a weird season, this would never happen again. Right. But also, the next two games were postponed or canceled, so nobody's going to see you. They Nobody's just, seeing anything. They didn't They're know not that. even playing. They didn't oh, know they, that. Oh, they, just, they just tweeted it. They tweeted it last week. They knew. Oh, well, you know. It's, it's a, just it's just something that I was like, nobody's seeing this. They're doing the There's best. nothing to see. They're doing the best they can with what they have, Andrew. Okay? Yeah. Okay? Get get off them. They're this doing whole, the best. This whole season is a disaster. And well, they should have postponed football. They should have done something. But like, not only, not only is there the part where like practices didn't go on as usual to start with. So they didn't have the normal ramp up to the season. Right. Then you also have stuff where like teams are playing shortened seasons, like conference only or something. Right. And then you also have all these games being postponed all the time or even canceled. And how are you going to make it up? There's so many games postponed. How are you going to make them up? Well, some of them you won't. Yeah. Some you will, some you won't. And then there's also the part where even the games that are played, they need asterisks as well. This whole season's an asterisk because the they there are teams playing. Where they're like, like Georgia Southern, the first week they played, they played Campbell. They should have just wrecked them. But guess what? Georgia Southern was out 33 players. My God. And they still play the game. They won by one point, I think. Wow. And they should have just routed them. So it's just it's, and, and I my, think my favorite. I kind of like the idea of conference games only. Because that you're within, you know, you have the same teams playing each other. You're not just going all over, playing a bunch of different teams and having to cancel them. Well, yeah, but here's the thing. What? Conferences are big now. If you're, say, if you're the SEC, uh-huh. we're talking about Texas yeah. over to the Carolinas and Florida and up into Missouri and Kentucky. Yeah. Like, you're spreading stuff around. Well, yeah, that's true. Same thing with like the Big Ten's coming back. And or it's like, don't or don't have conference stuff and just like just everybody just forget this season. There's no conference stuff. There's no this, playoffs and you just got to pay play people close to you. And finally, Arkansas can have the U of A ASU game. That's that right. Needed. And we'll get uh, UALR to put together a ramshackle team <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> but it, just because UCA just, UCA can play and yeah. and Tech. Hey, guess what? What? 
one of the games postponed was Arkansas State versus UCA. Oh, really? Yes, that wow. was the first one postponed. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, so this, it all this, sucks. This whole season is pointless. Agreed. I just feel like like people will make fun of uh, Central Florida because they claim a national title a few years ago because uh-huh. they went unbeaten. They beat the only team that beat the national champion, the whole thing. That national title has more legitimacy than anybody who wins this year, in my mind, because the season is stupid and pointless. It is. And I just want to point out, uh, I want to bring up Houston, the University of, because uh, they, they've been trying to play games. They haven't played one yet. They were supposed to play Washington State, but the Pac-12 canceled their season, but now they're coming back in like October or November. Weird. And they were supposed to play Rice. That game got postponed, I believe, by Rice itself. Okay. Then by were, Rice, the, the food, by, by the food. Yes. Okay. And uh, then they were going to play Memphis. They got the COVID games postponed. Then they were going to play Baylor. Baylor had a game canceled, and Houston had a game canceled, which was that Memphis week. And so they're like, hey, we can play each other. Just kidding. Baylor got the COVID. That game's canceled or postponed as well. Wow. And then they were going to play North Texas this past weekend. Guess what? North Texas got the COVID. So Houston has had five games postponed Aww. or canceled, and none of them were actually their fault. Nobody <laughs> it was everybody else. Nobody showed up to Houston's party. <laughs> it's just so dumb. Yeah. This whole thing. There's, there's no point. Here's what's not dumb. Here's what's not dumb. I don't know. I got Wearing them. a mask. Yeah, that's not dumb. You are correct. Wear your mask. I just bought five reusable ones, which are not technically CDC approved, but it's fine. I cover my face and I cover my nose along with my mouth. <laughs> That's another thing. Watching these stupid games, there was, I think I, I may have mentioned this last week where uh, there was like, uh, they every time a game starts, they'll be like, yeah, fans are allowed, but it's only so many and you have to wear a face covering or whatever. And they had that graphic up and it was staring down like a group of 20 people one person who had a mask and they were all very close to each other. Were they football players? No. Here's what's disappointing. When I went to the Memphis Zoo, it said masks um, encouraged. They were not required. It said masks encouraged. If you went into a building like the aquarium or the herbitarium, you had to wear a mask and they only let, they like, they had people at the, at the door and it's like 10 people could go inside and uh, uh, be inside at one time. And then they made the people kind of wait and wait for somebody to exit type thing which you know good plan but also you're at a zoo in close proximity touching gross things and i can't tell you how much hand sanitizer we used with my nephew it was like every two seconds i'm like sanitize your hands and um but no i would say 60 percent of the people we saw did not have on face masks i wore one the entire day we were outside the only time i took it off was when we sat down to eat and that's it I mean, just, it's not that big of a deal. No. And also, I feel bad for, like, some of these people who go to these games. I just feel bad because it's like, like the Denver Broncos, for instance, of the NFL. They're allowing some amount of fans. Yeah. Like a very small amount. It's yeah. like 12,000 in a stadium that holds 70 or something. Yeah. And I just feel so bad because the Broncos freaking suck so much. Why would you waste your time going to watch this horrible thing? terrible team that is i thought you liked the broncos i do they suck though (laughs) i was like wait don't you like the broncos yeah i hate the chiefs they're great i hate them though okay the raiders are good i hate them i see i see i see what's happening yeah i see what's happening also 
uh, I saw one thing. It was like uh, it was some football. It was on it was on TV or something in break room. Hell but, yeah! But it was some football team or something. It was like a bunch of the guys didn't have a mask on, and there was one guy that had one of those like neck pull up ones or whatever. Right. And he was like, he could tell the cameras on them. He was like, he was like going like he was like signaling like, put up your mask, put, quick, put, put your mask up, put your mask up. Were they players or fans? Players. Oh, okay. But they were all they were on the sideline milling around. Yeah. And it's like. You're in really close proximity with each other. Like, I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, they are. But anyway. And they're playing a game where they're going to be sweating all over each other. They're breathing in each other's faces. Yeah. And but, I mean, I know they're doing testing and stuff, but you get it from other places. Yeah. There was apparently a COVID outbreak for uh, WWE recently, which... Well, stop wrestling. Which is... Uh, you are real close to those people. Oh, also, I just want to expand on... You no! Just almost sort of expand. I, oh. I yelled that Jay White was trying to get people to chant... Okay. This is in Japan. Okay. And you may remember, you're not supposed to yell in Japan right now. That's part of the COVID measures. Really? The, the scream in your heart thing. What? Don't We've talked about this. There was like a thing uh, put out uh, by by Japan. This is a joke. And it, No. It was for, um, it was regulations for reopening theme parks. And oh, one of the yeah. things, it was like, don't oh, scream, yeah. just scream in your heart. Oh, yeah. And so they're doing the same thing at these wrestling shows. Scream in your heart yeah. every day, buddy. Every day. Yeah. The uh, ah. to like the fans at the show, they're not allowed to scream, or at least they're not supposed to. They can only like clap or stomp or whatever. Right. Right. And Jay White, being a jerk, was like, "Why aren't you got he got he got a mic and he's like, don't you want to chant? Don't you want to chant his name? Is it was he American? Co- saying he's this? from New Zealand. Oh, okay. Okay. But yeah, he's yeah he's speaking English. He's like, come on, chant. Ibushi, Ibushi, he's your hero, right? And nobody and made a like, peep. I scream in my heart. Yeah, it was so good. It was so funny. Oh, Loved it. And he's like, and they like, they're like, hey, and Jay he's a, white. Uh, they, they can't. Yeah. They well, he's a bad guy. Yeah. Oh. That's okay. why he was doing yeah. it. Okay. He's okay. being a jerk. What a jerk. He's like, I'm gonna get y'all to get COVID. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're like, they're like, we're too smart for Not you. Not us. We're Japanese. We're too smart for you. Go back to New Zealand, you jerk. You dummy. Yeah, but so that's that's that. That's anyway, what, that, that's what I've been looking at. <laughs> what else has been happening? Oh, school. Yep, it is curb stomping me all yeah. day. Yeah, I I'm finishing with one of my classes soon, and then only have I'm to- finished too. I'm quitting. Oh, I give up. Well, don't do that. Don't 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 toss your phone on the cushion table like <laughs> that. I'll do what I want. <laughs> I'll toss this microphone. I don't give a. A, a, an s an s oh i oh i, I don't see. give a single solitary poop oh. <laughs> good i get no don't throw it we need these yeah i mean yeah yeah we, we need these um anyway okay i got nothing me neither okay if you do write me it neither. down we'll get it next week guys we're wrapping this up. Thank you so much for sticking with us. Um, we appreciate you um, listening to us. We appreciate you stopping by this week and last week and all the weeks before. We appreciate you supporting us by subscribing, liking, sharing, comment. If we post something, please blast it to all of your friends. That is what helps us very much. Um, let's see what else we got. You can find us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at Paint the Town Dead. And on Instagram, paint the town dead, all one word. Twitter, PTTD pod. And please email us at PTTD pod at gmail.com. We drop episodes, excuse me, 
every Tuesday and uh, be on be, be it's a bolo be bolo every Tuesday for our new episodes. And yeah, if we leave a review, you can leave a review, please, within the podcast apps. Sometimes, but, depending but on what sure, podcast make app Make sure it's it is. a good review. If you have something bad to say, just don't. If you have, if you don't have something nice to say, just don't say it at all. You know, what, c- come to us. Yeah, you can email. Email you can us. message us. We'll take care of it. We'll don't, take care of it. Don't you. don't air our dirty laundry out. We air for everybody our own dirty laundry. See. Yeah, yeah. Not, we don't we don't want to do that. We'll take care we of want, it. We want you to come to us directly, and we will. We'll, we will talk be, it out. Yeah, we'll be super nice about it. Probably, I will. Unless be. you say something insane. If you're like the Kehoe brothers did nothing wrong, I'm going to be mean <laughs> to you. If it's something like that, I'll let but I'll it, let Andrew take that one up. Yeah, but if it's something like. Hey, you screwed up this fact. Ah, we'll I be sure, like, we're going to correct that. Sorry, yeah, thank you. I sure would love to know. Yeah, I do. Like, we're legitimately, like, when we say that, please tell us. We really need to know. Like, we want to, to spout facts. Yeah, please be nice about it, though. Don't, yeah, don't, don't, be a don't curse us. Don't yeah. come out of us saying we're a bunch of fart heads. We try our best, okay? We do what we can, okay? All right, okay, cool. Guys, thank you. Thank you for stopping by. And we will see you next week for another episode of Paint the Town Dead. Goodbye. Live your life without regrets unless you already have regrets, in which case it's too late.